is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, good Tuesday to you. Thanks for joining us here on our Open Lines program. KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464 is our phone number. We want to hear from you. Whatever you've been thinking about. Whatever you want to vent over. It seems to make sense. Uh, 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 now a, a new plant here in Whatcom County, there near Ferndale. 300 jobs. Aren't those a good kind of um, manufacturing jobs we hope to attract here to our community? Making electric buses and electric trucks. Seems like a positive move. Shouldn't we invest in this new kind of transportation? But as always, whatever's on your mind is what we want to talk about. And uh, Rich in Ferndale gets us rolling today. Hi, Rich. Hi, Joe. Yeah, the electric gun. Inslee apparently visited the bus place in Ferndale. I, I heard he was going to. I don't know that he actually did, but it was in the news this, this morning. Right. And it makes sense to have electric buses and trucks that are low payload and short distance. The problem with big payloads and long distances is uh, electric trucks weigh so much more than conventional trucks. They have a smaller net payload. So if we wanted to replace all the trucks on the road today, we would need more of them to carry the same amount of freight as we carry now. I read an article recently, oh, a few weeks ago, and it said that the Tesla truck that's out is Frito-Lay is using it. Of course, Uh potato chips don't weigh much, right? True. You can have a big load of Frito-Lay, and it's not very heavy. But they would not disclose the gross vehicle weight when empty. They would not say what the truck weighed without its load. That's a secret at this point because it's probably a lot, and it's probably very not competitive. So investing, when, whenever you say invest or liberals say invest, that means taxes. Invest is a nice way to say we're going to spend someone else's money. Now, the market should not be investing public money in a new and emerging technology. Did the government invest a pile of money in cars when they were new? Heck no. Henry Ford took a lot of stuff on himself. So... I don't. If it comes about on its own, that's fine. But we shouldn't be pouring taxpayer money into something that is a less good technology, like long haul freight. Elect. We'd have to have more roads. Imagine if we had every truck had less ability to carry load. We're going to flood the roads that are already full. That means more tires, more trailers, which is not green at all. If you have to have more of the same, you have to have more electric trucks. In conventional trucks, you're not gaining anything as far as carbon footprint. Right. Well, and and, and what you say not is much. true to true to a degree, but I think uh, I think where the government investment makes sense is in areas like this where there might not be an immediate return. But this uh, this research would not go forward if it were not. Uh, and and basically, these are the these are the prototypes. These are coming out. They're they're the early models of what what will eventually become much more efficient and 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 batteries. much more practical. Uh, because there's new new battery technology being developed and worked on all the time, and uh, so our cars are going to become more efficient. We'll have longer range. I mean, probably that come to a point where an electric car will have much more range than uh, a gasoline vehicle. Well, car 
car is okay because there's really no payload, two or three people. There's the car weighs 6,000 pounds. You put three, four people in it, weighs 7,000 pounds. A truck is so much different than that because it hauls three times its own weight as far as the load. So short term or a short distance and mm-hmm. small payload, electric is great. Like city buses that drive 20, 30 miles round trip, that's fine. Uh-huh. But great distances is so not practical, so not efficient. And we would need more of them to do the same job as the conventional stuff. So all of a sudden, we're going to clog our roads and more, you know, it's not so great as it's cut out to be. No one has talked about the payload thing because it's kind of a secret what Tesla trucks weigh empty. And that's the crux of the whole thing. Trucking is about how much freight you can haul with one person driving and, you know, one trailer and one truck. Uh Uh-huh. But I mean, so if, I mean, it, it, but it makes sense, especially in population centers, if they're using these vehicles for short haul, uh, that it seems to make a lot of sense to me, especially deliveries into uh, neighborhoods and that sort of thing and reducing the amount of pollution in those those concentrated areas where transportation is is heaviest. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me that and these vehicles now the VMC 1200, which are producing there apparently. Uh, they say it's powered, I'm reading from their news release, powered by cutting-edge Li-Ion battery technology that provides... Lithium-ion. Yeah, anyway, this ultra-quiet Class 3 electric truck can travel up to 150 miles or 240 kilometers, fully loaded on a single charge. doesn't say, apparently, um, and they say with light and medium-duty EV inventories across America projected to top 1 million by 2030, 6 million by 2040. Um so uh, here's an idea as far as green rail rail freight is the most efficient, even in fossil fuel burning. But if we had electric trains, not diesel electric, electric only, and they had a power line along them and they were 100 percent electric. Now, that is efficient mm-hmm. yeah. transportation because there's they go down the track. It's not like they drive down every street. Right. But why not have wires along the track? Yeah. Yeah, that makes that sense. could be that could be easily done or buses that are electric. But then they have the. Like San Francisco with the cable cars and the the uh-huh. stingers that are above the cable cars to get the power, that sort of thing, where you're on a designated route, that right, would work right. because there's no batteries and there's no way less technology. It's like zero low tech it's electric a, motor, yeah, electric no motor, battery. And yeah, just those and that, yeah, those things that reach up and and drag along on the wires. They have those. I think they have some in Seattle, but they've got a lot of them, like in Chicago and some of those older cities. But all right, that would work great. All right, Rich. All right, have a good day. Too. Yeah, you too. Good to talk with you. And um, let's go to uh, let's go to John in Ferndale, standing by. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, the electric thing is going to be, you know, the, the roles where it works best. That's the ones that will be filled. But and you know, for every electric vehicle that's not using gasoline, that lessens the supply for you know gas and diesel. So it just seems like. A good thing to me, and I'm glad to see Governor, uh, the governor in our in our fine city today. Uh-huh. Um, thank you. Yesterday, like uh, what what I was trying to get at yesterday was like before the internet, you know, uh-huh. when conspiracy theory stuff like really took off. But of course, yeah, there were conspiracy theories going all the way back to Julius Caesar. Oh, yeah. My favorite, my favorite was the John Birch Society when. They accused President Eisenhower of being a communist. 
And they had billboards up in the 50s, and it was all this stuff. And it was William F. Buckley who's often credited him and, and other um, Republican in- intellectuals. And yes, Jim, I know that William F. Buckley had a famous debate with Gore Vidal, and I've seen it. And it was very good. But um, William <laughs> F. Buckley really kept the John Birch Society, who were the Yahoos. They're the, they're the MAGA people of today. That's why we have them now, right? Uh-huh. Prone to prone to conspiracy. I mean, think about it. Uh, if, if you think that President Eisenhower was a communist, literally your thinking is all backwards. Time has proven. History has shown now he was certainly no communist. And I don't know what, what you know, the thing is, because he, he wouldn't adequately attack FDR's New Deal for them, they, you know, project. But the thing is, if you're a Democrat, you're used to being called a communist. <laughs> right, Joe? I mean, sure. you're a socialist. You're a, a Democrat, like rat or, you know, but, but anyway, it, it's, uh, I find it interesting because, like, what a time we we live in where, where where a guy like Jim Jordan, who's not a lawyer, but he's on the Judiciary Committee, doing Trump's bidding, sending attack letters to Fannie, uh, Fannie Wilson, or Willis. Uh, Willis, and also Jack Smith, right, trying to tell them how to do their, their jobs. And Joe, they're just beside themselves because they want to impeach Biden so bad, but they also want to defund the government because that would, you know, sabotage the economy for, for Joe Biden and continue to do Russia's bidding, which is what they're all about. But, um, you know, and the enemies of the United States would love to see us default on our loans and get a terrible credit rating and maybe, you know, not use the dollar as the de- default. Because, you know, there are people – I remember Paul, Paul Ryan was, was caught making investments that were betting against the U.S. dollar. Huh. But uh, Jim Jordan, you know, uh, now he wants all this all this truth and stuff. Well, you know what? I'd like to know some, some, some truth about when he was the assistant coach back at Ohio State. Okay. But he's well, turning a blind eye to all those wrestlers getting molested. Okay, well, now we're, I mean, we've kind of gone know, down the... So the, let's talk about corruption and, right. and, and Ginny okay. Thomas and, and, uh, wow. and uh, <laughs> you know, and what's it? going on with the Supreme Court. Let's open up a big can of worms, Jared, all Jared right. and Ivanka. <laughs> All right, got a little scatter gun there toward the end. Okay, thanks, John. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Joe in Bellingham. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe, how are you? Very good. Joe very good. here. Yeah, good to Just, have you. Uh, I'm feeling very welcome to the wingnut hour. Oh, good. You're, you are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not necessarily a wingnut. <laughs> no, no, no. Not you, but some of your callers are a little out there. As what? far as Mr. Jordan and the wrestling thing, that was adjudicated. Yeah, it. whatever. Okay. They're going to bring up anything, and God forbid, the person who doesn't have any laundry sticks his nose into politics. Well, yeah, true. They're, coming, they're going back to kindergarten. Uh-huh, exactly. And what kind of kid was he growing up? <laughs> and and it'll, it'll, it'll just get worse and worse. I mean, it doesn't matter who is elected to the White House now, there will be impeachment inquiries almost immediately. But anyway. Well, yeah. yeah. And we're all, almost back to, like, uh, schoolyard antics. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they did it first. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so we're going to, you know, we're going to do it. And uh, so, yeah, yeah it I, is. I, I 
don't recognize my country anymore. It's scary. But you had Conversely a, speaking, yeah. where are we going to get this electricity? We keep shutting down everything that generates electricity and relying on solar. We do have a fairly um, inclement weather pattern here. Well, I don't know that we're shutting down source of electricity. I mean, we're, we're we are we're, I, we're, we're turning away from coal plants. Well, we haven't shut down dams that are really important uh, electricity generators. I mean, well, thank the, goodness, or we'd be we'd be Stone Age. That's where they want us. Well, there are so those cooking, that say cooking your dinner by an open fire is that more eco friendly? <laughs> I don't think so, because then you got you bur- you're, you're burning a, a carbon source. But and and I see what you mean. Uh, and there are people I, that are I don't know what you call them, dark, deep green or dark green or whatever that uh, you know want us to basically turn back the dial on our technology and everything, and <laughs> and and live much more. Um, uh, I don't know what you call it, simple lives, but I don't think that's realistic. But uh, we do have to generate electricity, that's for certain. And, uh, yeah. and, and there are people who say, we, you know, we should take out the dams. Well, there have to be alternatives. You're right. We do have yeah. to beef up our, our um, uh, you know, delivery system. Our, our whole infrastructure of our electrical system has to be, you know, have massive upgrades and, and be more secure as well. So. Yeah, and so let's say that we actually produce the amount of power to do turn everyone's car into an EV. The grid mm-hmm. won't handle it. Right. It won't. If we're but, we're paddling. Know, but but yeah, but to but to say that that disqualifies the whole effort to create EVs and get more people driving them. I mean, you think back when 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 they start, first started to make gasoline automobiles, they, people were probably saying the same thing. Yeah, but where are we going to get all the gas, all this wonderful, you know, magical stuff to power these things? And we didn't have these, you know, pipelines. We didn't have these networks that are, you know, massive oil fields. We didn't have oil fields in Alaska and that sort of thing. And But we found a way to do it. You know what I mean? I guess Burn that's on. my point there. But. Yeah, and let's let, you know, technology evolve. And keep up with it. Let's not make mandates where everyone has to do this now, today. Okay. I think yeah. that's fair. It, it would cost me about $30,000 to revamp my house to get away from my addiction to natural gas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and yeah. Then... And your favorite restaurants are going out of business because it's really hard to replicate a lot of meals on an electric stove. The, I, not a, hard, not impossible. Yeah. We can let technology evolve mm-hmm. into that. But right now, the cookware for in a commercial kitchen really isn't set up like that. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, at any rate, my friend, you have a, a great evening. You stay safe. You, you and too. your family. Thanks, Joe. Good to hear from you. you. Betcha. And and these are important questions and important issues that we have to have to continue to answer. It's not just hey. Here, buy the gleaming, the, the the shiny EV that's in the showroom, and everything will be fixed, and everything will be fine. That'll be there. There are lots of other costs and uh, and things that'll be required. But we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got Jim on the line. We got Robert, and we hope to hear from you. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's 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 a go getter, man. She has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. (laughs) Beautiful. I love the little girl. 
I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees, and then she'll come to me and be like, hey, Dad, need your credit card. <laughs> you know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the, the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan, part of the Cortez Auto Group. This September, we've got $69,000 in cash and free play just waiting to be won. Find out if you have what it takes to be our Silver Slots Showdown Champion every Wednesday at Silver Reef. Each hour from 6 to 9 p.m., three lucky winners actively playing with their Reef Rewards card will go head-to-head in a slot tournament with up to $4,000 on the line. Your Reef Rewards card can also save you up to $0.25 per gallon at Lummy Bay Market next to Silver Reef. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Digital marketing. You're not sure how it works, if it works, or if you're getting any return on your investment. Yet you might be embarrassed to ask too many questions in fear you may look uninformed or out of touch. Digital marketing. Isn't it great? Hi, this is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group. As business owners and those who run companies, we realize when it comes to advertising your company, you frequently have more questions than answers. For example, when you buy digital advertising, is the only thing you're ever sure about how much money you're spending? You're not alone. Many of the businesses we work with have had the same questions and concerns until we were able to help them better understand the process. So give us a call for a free, no-obligation review of your digital advertising plan. There's no strings, no hidden costs, just helpful expertise. Contact me today at 360-734-9790. It's Heidi Person. We're the Cascade Radio Group, and we want to help your business grow. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. So glad you're with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How's it going today? Doing all right. Doing all right. So I, uh, maybe I'll take my radical uh, persona and project a little bit. Okay. Uh, hopefully in a civilized, well, always in a civilized way. That's kind of one of the points I want to make. But I'm, I'm happy that Rich talked about um, electric trains as, as uh, freight carriers uh, because that's one of the things I think Michael Parenti, he, wanted me, he mentioned Michael Parenti the other day. So I, I do encourage him, if he wants to, to look at Michael Parenti on the many videos or whatever you can find. But uh, Michael Parenti was in favor of, you know, fast electric uh, trains that don't pollute and they're actually more efficient, as Rich was saying. You know, so uh, other than that, uh, I listened to Carl Jackson, and uh, he was replacing Dennis Hager. So I know that the Republicans... um, well, not just Republicans, but mainly, um, they, they talk about God a lot, you know. And uh, I can understand my mom is very religious herself. She's an Irish Catholic. 
and I uh, expressed on the air here, I, I love her as much as I, anyone could love anyone. And uh, she knows that I'm not religious, and we get along just fine. And I found out that I mentioned it before, too, that the Soviet Union, uh, and Michael Prenny brought this to mind in his book in 1986, was a speech that there's 20,000 churches and synagogues in the Soviet Union at that time. So they weren't completely godless and atheistic. But uh, I, I do point out for people if, to try to think about what life should be here on Earth as we treated the liberation theology people in Central America and uh, probably in the Caribbean, um, and they were mercilessly uh, tortured and massacred because they wanted to get something else here on Earth in addition to believing in God. And so, you know, they, they made a, a really cruel fate, and uh, that that's not really addressed much by, I think, the people on the right. And uh, so I guess uh, I guess banned books is another topic. Uh, that's depressing, but uh, there's people <laughs> yeah. there's people talking about yeah. it, and uh, so I, I don't know. I'm always feeling a little stretch squeezed for time. I, I'll try to uh, maybe I should ask you if I have a timer, a stand uh, timer, you know. Uh, but I, uh, I, sta- I forgot to start it here, Jim. But you know, yeah. you, I mean, you bring up some important points, and I I think about that too. Some of these, I think, kind of what you're getting at is why you know why shouldn't we work to make our world as as the best it can be rather than looking towards something we don't we can well we're not even sure if it actually exists some of us i i guess and and someone of faith i guess would be completely sure and certain about where they're headed after after this life and i'm not trying to belittle that i think everybody has a right to their own belief uh, belief system and 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 should have that, um, and I don't want to ha- have it taken away in any way, shape, or form. I but I guess that you know, and I've kind of come to the realization though that there are folks who believe that we as human beings um, don't really control our destiny so much as just kind of live it, and that uh, it's controlled by this this. Uh, you know, supreme being or i i i i'm just i'm just expressing my thoughts because i'm not a religious person and i, I once again i'm not saying that others shouldn't be i, I don't and uh so, so there's that that kind of the, that issue of whether or not we should take action uh or you know in in certain ways to to better our world well, or to are, make it a better more are, livable uh, place or man i don't know i just just some thoughts that random thoughts yes that, one thing I'll add, uh, time permitting here, uh, Noam Chomsky, there's a great video that with Gore Vidal and Noam Chomsky in, in, in conversation with Jay Perini. Uh, it's in uh, 1991, if you just use those two names. Okay. Uh, and so uh, um, I'm trying to remember my point here. You can, it's a good show to watch, but, uh, you know, um, human suffering was, I guess I've, thought, I've lost my train of thought, other than to say that... Uh, you know, they, they both acknowledge God uh, okay. in different ways, and they also differ in their some of their um, attitudes towards, you know, the world. Like um, the host said that uh, uh, Gore Vidal believes in the, re- the the old republic, and Noam Chomsky is like an anarchist, uh, and he was saying how, you know, the, you each have it, but they both uh, agreed on a lot of things. It's a very good uh, video to watch, okay. and... 
And so, uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll speak to this and other things some other day. So All thanks right, for letting me on. All right. Thanks. Good to have you. And well, I'll, well, I got to take a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes. We'll hear from Gary and Robert, and we'll have time to take your call too. whatever's on your mind. 360-676-5464. If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrate USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrant USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866-733-5111. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Dewey Griffin Subaru, Ferndale Downtown Association, Lydia Place, UA Local 26, and Lorraine's Window Coverings. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Why West Edge Credit Union? Because they're all about the community. Of course, I like that West Edge has low interest rates and loan specials. But what I really love is that West Edge partners with local nonprofit and City of Bellingham organizations. Plus, they put on events like Community Shred. And they talk to me like I'm a real person, not an account number. West Edge really cares. Join West Edge Credit Union today. West Edge is federally insured by NCUA. West Edge Credit Union, on the corner of James and Alabama in Bellingham. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we go right back to the phones, and Gary in Victoria joins us. Hi, Gary. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Doing well. Good good to hear from you. What's that? I said I hope you had a good summer. I did, yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah, I I hope you did, too. I did. I did. Okay, good. I've resisted calling only because, I mean, uh, I figure the show should be for local people. But, uh, we take uh, we take all comers here. Doesn't matter. If I had a barbecue with my sons this weekend, I probably would just let it go like I always do. But the oil disinformation is just incredible. You're breaking um, up a little bit. Your signal isn't the best, but you said the oil, oil disinformation is uh, incredible. That better? That's a little better, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, the, uh, all we have to do is go to our, the Joe Friday of oil in the U.S., the EAI, or whatever it is, sorry. Yeah, EIA, sorry. I mean, you're going to produce more oil this year than you ever have. Yeah, it is a record. Uh, yeah, we're supposed to produce it here in the United States. By 720,000 barrels a day. 
Okay. That's like 330 million tariffs. That's more than President Trump. That's more than ever. Canada is all, I mean, North American oil is expensive. Canada is also going to set another new record. And these are records after the pandemic, right? Right, right. Where they were already at record highs. All right, Gary. I mean, I mean, if you go to the EIA webpage today, it says today in energy, the United States exported more LNG than any other country in the first half of 2023. And you guys are all day on the radio. It's oh, they're trying to get rid of natural gas. They're trying to get rid of natural gas. You're producing more energy, just so the listeners know. The United States is producing more energy this year and projected to produce even more energy next year than it has in their history. That's all. All right, Gary. Appreciate it. And I'm just going to I'm gonna cut you a little bit short because it's not the best phone signal, but... But it's true. I mean, uh, we are uh, per- expected to produce a, a record amount of uh, petroleum here in the United States this year, more than we've ever produ- produced. And uh, so it's not that the, the spigot has been turned off. The Biden administration, to the chagrin of many of its supporters, has um, allowed drilling, and, um, and it, although it, it, it's curtailed it in some other areas, uh, just recently announced that uh, it would be um, prohibited in parts up the up there that the petroleum reserve up in can in uh, Alaska rather and in the uh, the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge in uh, parts of the Gulf of Mexico as well. So it's it's a trade off, and once again, it's true that oil and uh, petroleum products are traded internationally. We do import we do import energy, but we also export it. It's just how the and, and I don't understand the game completely, but it's how it's played. But uh, thanks, Gary. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's definitely true that we're producing record amounts of oil because the consumption in this country is still very high. And also, of course, on the international stage, uh, we're to some extent, especially with natural gas, making up for the loss of, of the energy supplies from Russia to Europe and so forth. And another thought I had with uh, electric uh, vehicles, um, I remember it. Uh, hearing the phrase that there was a time in New York City when they thought the city couldn't grow anymore because of the horse manure. There wasn't any place to put the horse manure. And then when they came up with the automobile, then it was able to grow more. And we're kind of in a situation like that where we're running into limits of what the automobile and nature provides. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm in favor of electrification, but uh, the idea of the electric buses in Seattle is really good. They don't need even need a battery. They just run on the trolley line. Mm-hmm. But you have to have density for that. You know, like we're too sprawling. We develop too much in the rural areas. But I think I'm in favor of higher density urban development, and then the, that kind of transit can happen. And I like the idea 
of electrified railways also. You can run the electric lines along the railway, but with all the property owners out there, it's not easy to build new rail lines, so you'd have to electrify the existing ones. And I got a, this is another thought. Um, down Skagit County, there's a building a controversy about a huge gravel pit they want to build and they want to send like 60 i forgot the exact number but it's a tremendous number of big trucks a day that would be rumbling out on a narrow county road um near i think it's um prairie road or something like that i have some friends that live in that area that are concerned about that and they're not totally nim they're saying, you know, they just worry about the safety. It's a road I bike on sometimes, and there's no shoulder. And imagine putting almost 100 big trucks a day to get the gravel out. But I'm thinking there, you know, there's not a lot of property I mean, it isn't a big area, but they, when they put that, if they put that gravel pit in, I got came up with the idea. Why don't they send that? If they have that high volume of gravel, they're sending down to Seattle. Why don't they run that rail line, a spur rail line? It's a short distance from the high, uh, rail line, the existing rail line mm-hmm. that runs along I, 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 Highway 9. Uh-huh. So that's an idea I thought about related to electrification and railroads. Well, I suppose with a railroad, they you know, would have to consider the, the long-term projection of what that, uh, you know, uh, one facility like that might produce. Because obviously it's going to be a finite amount of gravel they'll get out of there. So does it make sense to put a rail line into it? that will only be used for a certain amount of time, you know, a specific amount of time. So I, I, I'm just, you know, conjecture on my part, but um, it seems like that would be a consideration. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I, I thought about that because, you know, I think pipelines for sending oil, they're a lot more efficient than sending the oil by rail. But then you're committing yourself, like if they build a pipeline, like Keystone Pipeline, for instance, that was mostly to get oil from Canada to the Gulf so that the U.S. Gulf Gulf of Mexico so that they could export their oil that way because it's harder for them to build a pipeline across their own lands because they have a lot of opposition to it. But that hasn't been built now. But I think they're getting a lot of their oil out by rail now. And when you build a pipeline and you spend billions of dollars to build a pipeline, then you're committing yourself to the pipeline still being in use for years to come. Whereas with the existing rail line, maybe they can still get it out and make up for some of the loss of oil from Russia. And then, you know, in the future, they'd use the rail lines for something. I mean, the rail lines already exist, so it's a little more flexible. It just costs a little more and isn't quite as safe to ship it that way. Yeah. But right. Okay, thanks, Robert. Appreciate All it. Right. And we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, 360-676-5464. It's KGMI Connects. You need a job? You need to be at the CRG Fall Job Fair, Wednesday, September 13th from 3 till 7 p.m. Presented by Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWa.com. Multiple employers, multiple industries on-site ready to hire, including the Bellingham Police Department, Whatcom County, Unity Care, your local Whatcom and Skagit County Dairy Queens, and the Skagit Casino. Solid pay, good benefits, training, even hiring. 
hiring bonuses. One day only, Wednesday, September 13th, 3 till 7 p.m., meet employers ready to hire all at one easy-to-find location. The Four Points by Sheraton in Bellingham next to Fred Meyer. Full-time, part-time, or seasonal. You need a job? Come to the Fall Job Fair Wednesday, September 13th. Talk to employers. Apply on site with Silver Reef Casino Resort, Cascade Dafo, Walton Beverage, the United States Postal Service, Four Points by Sheraton, the Ferndale School District, the City of Bellingham, and more. Job Fair happening Wednesday, September 13th at Four Points by Sheraton in Bellingham. Brought to you by Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWa.com. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. In the past year, the Lighthouse Mission staff and community volunteers have made a difference by providing our homeless neighbors with nutritious meals, shelter, and help in transitioning to stable housing. In fact, more than 225 men, women, and children have shelter each night. More than 650 meals are served each day, and 150 people were moved into stable housing. This couldn't happen without the help and support of community volunteers, businesses, and organizations like the Lighthouse Mission. Want to help? Visit thelighthousemission.org, thelighthousemission.org. Dedicated to service, brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. They're also a certified precious metals dealer, American Gold Eagles, Gold and Silver Bars, and a great selection of platinum on Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, Bellingham. Follow the bright light. Neater House of Luxury. Enjoy your retirement at Meadow Greens, a retirement community offering warm, welcoming, independent, and assisted living apartments. Located on a premier golf course in beautiful Linden with panoramic views of green rolling hills and snow-capped mountains, Meadow Greens offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and complimentary unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. Apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a more social meal at the Outward Nine Restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. Then relax with a glass of wine with friends or cozy up next to the fireplace with a good book in the library lounge. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. Hi, I'm Tom Borthick, the Diamond King. People are shocked every day because our prices are often half the mall and big stores for the same jewelry pieces. Also, we have three times the selection on bridal and engagement sets. Customers are surprised at not only the selection, but our prices. Customers wonder why. Low overhead, great discounts. That's why we have been voted best jewelry store the last two years in a row. Come to Borthick Jewelry for the biggest selection and best prices. Ferndale, exit 262. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Good to have you with us here on KGMI Connects, and we do have time to take your call, as always. As the man said, 360-676-5464. And I hear this all the time about uh, electric vehicles, electric cars, and the... Or they create, uh, they have their own toll on the environment in the in the manufacturing process primarily, but uh, in other ways as well. But not nearly to the extent of fossil fuel burning vehicles. To me, they just seem to make sense. The, I mean, you think about uh, 
an internal combustion engine and all the, I don't have an exact number, but zillions of moving parts in there and the inefficiency. I mean, I, I right off the top of my head, I don't know what the amount of energy that's contained, the, the, the amount of, um, stored energy in it, say in a gallon of gas that, uh, is actually, um, used to propel a vehicle forward, but it's not nearly 100%. And, um, so I mean, you know, the gas vehicles, diesel vehicles, I, you know, they're, they're great. They, you know, just the idea that little explosions are propelling you forward. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool, but it's not terribly efficient and it, it's not really the way of the future, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And electric engines that don't require all that, all those moving parts and, uh, uh, transmission and all these things. It just seems to make sense that we continue to work and and enhance that uh, and improve that technology to make it more and more practical. But uh, whatever's on your mind, as always, we want to hear from you here on KGMI Connects. Jim over on San Juan Island joins us. Hey, Jim. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Yeah, good to have you. Hey, before I uh, forget, I wanted to say that a previous caller a few callers ago was kind of hard to hear. Yeah, and, the, uh, Gary in Victoria, his phone system, or his phone connection wasn't very we- very good. He was talking about um, just the what he was calling disinformation about uh, oil and uh, what we're producing here in the United States, and uh, made the point that uh, we're we're on track to produce a record amount of of uh, energy of uh, oil and gas yeah. here in the United States this year. According according to him and the information he's received and what he wants to believe. I mean, I, I don't know. I want to believe certain things. I have a prejudice about this or that. and I don't think we pay enough attention to our own prejudice to know if we're always given good information or not. But uh, I've mentioned him because you might ask people if you're having a tough time. You said he had a bad connection, but I think a lot of times when people are calling i found this to be true i'll ask are you on a speakerphone and most okay. of the time if i'm having trouble hearing them they say yes i am and i said could you get off of it uh because i'm really having a strain to listen to you and i i personally don't like one of the things that gets me one of my peeves is people making it hard for me to hear them uh Joe Biden, for instance, I want to hear what he's saying and what he's trying to say. I want to know what he's thinking. He's the president, but I have to strain to listen to him. Okay. And when I'm doing that, when when I'm doing that I, on the phone, I will ask somebody, and more times than not, yes, I am. And I ask him, "Could you get off the speakerphone, please?" I know it's convenient and easy for the caller, uh, hands free. You don't have to hold your hand up to your phone up to your head and stuff but you might just ask that because i think that's the case the culprit a lot of times okay okay yeah all right yeah anyway and then it'd just be easy for the, the caller to oh yeah well i'll fix that right now yeah. okay so uh anyway on i don't think we know the extent because there's not really any any studies uh that we can trust yet uh being done just on what the exact carbon footprint is you mentioned for the batteries you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the upfront costs to the environment are great, but then after that, you're, well, we don't yet know how we're going to get rid of these batteries, and we don't know exactly all the uh, pristine wilderness that uh, China is digging up around the Earth uh, to get these. And so I think 
I think the jury's out. I don't think we can pontificate on but, uh, if it's a plus or a minus yet. I think it's too early. But you don't think that the petroleum industry, I mean, over the last, whatever, century and a half or more, um, that it's done some pretty severe damage to the environment. And we can measure how it's affecting our atmosphere um, and the pollution that it's produced. I mean, I, I, I don't, we're not, we're not operating from, from, uh, you know, the a zero sum game here. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we've got one system right now that is, I think we'd all admit is pretty polluting the, the petroleum, you know, being reliant on a petroleum based economy and, there are going to be issues with, uh, you know, environmental issues with whatever we do. Every Anything we do to produce energy is going to have a cost to the environment without a doubt and is going to create some carbon emissions. But in the long run, I don't see that it makes sense to just not do it because, boy, they might be destroying forests in China or we might have to mine here. We, there is going to be a cost. I was just seeing uh, there's an article here where they – uh, a study says they found this massive um, uh, lithium load in uh, in the spot, uh, a volcanic crater in the Nevada-Oregon border, where they say it harbors a colossal 20 to 40 million metric tons of lithium. That would dwarf the amounts found in other countries around the world. And so, but then of course, then there are people that will step forward and say we can't mine it; it's sacred, or it's got some other. A significance uh, that would you know so yeah. there's there's an issue there uh yucca mountain yucca mountain which was we spent you know millions and millions of dollars uh having that be a place we could get rid of our nuclear waste and now we can't use it because of reasons like that too yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's well what i'm saying is there's not enough questioning are we right because we're not just i mean we're going all out the biden administration is going all out on this, you know, to the point of where we're happy to have other nations produce their oil so we can buy it and use it, but we're not creating our own. That's insanity because. But we're not. I mean, but we are producing. You said, you know, at the beginning of your call, you said you get your information. Well, this is from the the U.S. Energy Information Administration. So I guess you might say, okay, it's the deep state. But I mean, these folks keep track of what we're producing and I'm just looking at a table here, and um, every month this year, 2019, as I understand, was a record year for uh, oil production here in the United States, and we've surpassed the production of that every month this year so far, um, and by fairly sizable amounts. I mean, uh, you know, millions of barrels a day. Um, so I, 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 the numbers are there. Um, You've probably heard how many coal plants China is is building. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're polluting terribly to get us what we want, so we can feel good about ourselves. All I'm saying is we should have more introspection about it. And so I remember. Do you remember the first time they outlawed the incandescent bulb a couple decades ago? Or yeah, I was. Well, I don't know that they outlawed it they you know they said that they should not be produced or sold anymore and that was during the george w bush administration right well yeah that's another thing the president doesn't always have all all the power that we think they do in this particular case that we're in right now i think it's the people behind the president who have power that's a whole other subject but 
yeah, so you got to go out and you got to get, everybody's got to get these uh, fluorescent bulbs. That's the way to go. You know, so, so we, billions of fluorescent bulbs and which were never disposed of properly in most cases. And, you know, the stuff in those bulbs, bad, bad, bad stuff. And so we did a lot of polluting there that, unintended consequences all around and i think that's the case for a lot of this uh you know a lot of the batteries and solar panels i'm going to get solar panels in my house uh-huh. i'm going to do it and i'm going to have uh solar panels i have a little tiny shack down at the b- bottom of my property and i'm going to have uh solar panels here but i guess what i'm going to use lead acid batteries which are 100 percent recyclable okay and as far as i know the batteries that we're producing for our cars and things now are like not recyclable very much. You know, somebody could school me on that, but it seems like I haven't heard of what you can recycle them into and what you do with the waste. I haven't, I haven't heard. Yeah. So they, maybe somebody could, maybe somebody could call in sometime. I, yeah, I haven't. I read an article about the recycling of those batteries, and I, it is a challenge. And I don't think there anybody has a, a good solid answer to that at this point, but. Uh, I suspect someone will eventually. I mean, look at well. They, give us they, enough time. Give us yeah. enough time, and we'll. You know, we can. You know, we should be sneaking up on this, and, and instead of going all out, because when you go out all out on something new, where where things are still being researched, you oftentimes make mistakes. We should just sneak up on it. All right. right. Okay. All right, Jim. Hey, thank you, Joe. Thanks for your call. And we'll take a quick break. I'll be back with more in just a moment. We'll have time to take your call here on KGMI Connects. If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and Part D drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrate USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrate USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866 733 511 I'm Deanna Harrelock. I'm here to keep you informed with the morning news from 6 to 9 a.m. But even with all that time in the morning, there's still so many things I want to talk about. You know, beyond the morning news. And now I have the chance to give you exactly that. Head on over to KGMI.com slash mornings for extended conversations on everything that might not be making headlines. My thoughts on travel, food, music, and hey, maybe a little bit of culture. Beyond the Morning News updates every Tuesday on KGMI.com slash mornings. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. That we are. And uh, let's see, waiting for the Jaime. Jaime, how are you? Good, Joe. Yeah. I can't believe I got on tonight. Yeah, I got just a minute or so, though. We're running a little short on time, but uh, go ahead. What's on your mind today? All right. First and first, first and foremost, I, I still am praying for you. I want you to find Jesus in your heart one day and just ask him in. I know you don't, you're not a faith guy, uh, uh, you know, who's got a whole lot of faith in that, but uh, there's still a chance, Joe, for okay. you. So, number one, that's it. Okay. Uh, number two, number two. You and Rich and uh, were talking uh, a few days ago about the salmon in the river and, um, and and the Indians. You know, we'll just say the Native Americans who do get to net the river. And Rich is 100% correct. Those nets go from one bank to the other bank. They're not supposed to. 
how I know that is because I fish the rivers very regularly. I wish I, I could see you out on the, on the fish on the river one day and help you catch some salmon and take it home to the family because okay. I do that a lot. And so anyway, so, but I think that there's enough money, just like we've done in the past for the Native Americans, give them the money that they need that they're on their, you know, for the resources of the, the salmon so that they can still make that income. Uh, number two, that, that'll take their nets out of the river for, say, four or five years, whatever it takes, because there is salmon and they are, uh, there's plentiful uh, if, if it's well managed by, uh, if the, the Native Americans are managed, period. Okay. We get the, we, as anglers, get managed pretty hard, Joe, and it's really silly. It's, 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 it's just dumbfounding sometimes. But anyway, um, and yes, I have photos of, of nets going from, one side to the other, and I also have photos of nets that were left behind. Joe, they didn't—they didn't come back to pick up their nets, so they leave them. And here's all these dead fish in the net. So I have photos of that for you now. Okay. The last—the last item I have for you is climate change and electric cars and all that baloney. I'm sorry, Joe. My family of five—we get our garbage picked up twice a month. That means that I get recycling picked up every week. Okay, we are relentless recyclers. I call my wife that. Okay. Number, uh, so we do our part, and I don't think Joe that me buying an electric car, which I did, I did rent one for a week down in San Diego. It was a Tesla. It was a wonderful experience okay. and, and very economical. Okay. However, however, I don't think that me buying an electric car is going to put a dent in the needle. I, my family alone, is not going to put a dent in the needle. Yeah, but, uh, as far as emissions, I know, now, but it, it, the, it, but the, it's it's it's, po- it's power in numbers. I mean, if I open a store and you were the only customer who came in, and say you came in once a day or even or once a week, I'm my okay. store is not going to stay open very long. But if your neighbors come in and other people from other neighborhoods come in, hey, maybe I'll have a have a business. But I'm out of time. Hi, okay. Call me tomorrow. We'll be back on KG Mike and This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790. KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.